You are now listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything that's anything with your hosts, David and Brenda. Now, let's get to talking about this and that. It's a beautiful day outside Podcast Land Studio, and you are listening to the voices of Brenda, otherwise known as Miss Bren Bren. And this is David, a.k.a. Dr. David, a.k.a. The Professor. And we are coming to you with our 43rd edition of This and That with David and Brenda. Today is March 7th, 2020. Indeed it is. We are coming to our listeners of This and That Nation with another episode where we talk about everything that's anything. With every edition of This and That with David and Brenda, we'd like to give shout-outs to the listeners of This and That Nation. So right off the bat, we want to say thank you to everyone that's listening. And we know we have listeners in Washington, D.C., Anchorage, Alaska, Salem, West Virginia, Fort Meade, Maryland. And that's just a few locations here in the United States. If we go international, Santawin, France, Gothenburg, Sweden, Berlin, Germany, and Liverpool, England. And we would be remiss if we didn't give shout out to the men, women, and canines in the U.S. military that are located here in the U.S. and abroad. Thank you very much for your service. We also want to give a shout-out to all of the uh, military dependents here and abroad as well, and also a shout-out to all of the civilian contractors, support systems, and the like that the U.S. military relies upon. Also, shout out to all first responders, police, fire, 911, and so on. Uh, They've got a difficult task at home as well. So whether you are a first-time listener, a listener that has been with us since day one, or somewhere in between, all of you are a part of this and that nation, and we thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thanks for your support. Thanks for listening to our free eclectic podcast. Our podcast is free, still free, and we will always work to keep it free. Can you say that again, please? Our podcast is free. It's always been free, and we will keep it free. Yes, so make sure you are sharing that with um, all your friends, family, co-workers, anyone that you think would like to hear what we have to talk about. Yes, and our podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. So places such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, and of course our home base of SoundCloud and many more, TuneIn, etc. Too many to list. We're also available on all Alexa voice-assisted devices. Okay, David, for those that are listening, what if I mispronounce 
the name of a country. And somebody wants to tell me, Brenda, you didn't quite say it right. Or they have a suggestion about something they want us to talk about. How would they get in touch with us? They can drop us a note via email. And our email address is this and that at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. That's this, the letter N, as in Nancy, that, all nine characters together, this and that, at sign, aboutgreatercincinnati.com. That is the easiest way to get in touch with us. But for folks who are subscribing to the podcast, you can always drop us a comment on one of the episodes as well, making a comment saying, you know, uh, David, you did X, or Brenda, you did X, we liked or didn't like that, you mispronounced this, or so on. So you can drop us a, a, a comment that way as well. We love to hear from you. We read all the comments, read all the emails. And some of our lucky listeners in Pod, um, This and That Nation have actually heard back from us as well. Yeah, so we don't get a chance to respond to everyone, but... We do love hearing from our listeners in this and that nation. And so do keep in touch with us. Give us your comments. Give us your feedback. Let us hear from you. And like I said earlier, be sure and share our, our link to our podcast with others who just might find what we have to say interesting as well. We also have an email blast or email newsletter. You can sign up for that by sending a note to this and that at aboutgreatercincinnati.com and either in the subject line or in the, the body of the message asking to sign up for that, and we will make it so. And for the folks in this and that nation that subscribe to the email blast, one of the thought you should know we put out a uh, question teaser in there and ask folks what given COVID-19 coronavirus is still around quite real not going away what are really the two things folks can definitely do to protect themselves versus all the misinformation disinformation that's out there and when you talk about COVID-19 like I told you and others, it wasn't a matter of, of if, it was always a matter of when. And we can say, it's here. Yes, and it was here before. And if you don't know what Brenda's talking about, listen to episode 42. We gave an update on COVID-19 in episode 42, and I have to pat ourselves on the back before that. The information we put in there, we said it was coming straight from the scientists, the researchers, not the talking heads on TV news programs, whether they're your local news, cable, etc., not the politicians. We were getting you the data straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak, and all that is held up. Everything that we said in there, which happened before it started breaking out in um, Europe and in the United States, and now you start seeing, I would say, the real information about it. We gave you that as well as where you can get the real information in episode 42. And we'll be doing an update because this isn't going away, despite what you might hear. It's not going away anytime soon. Wish, it, wish that weren't so, but, you know, that's, that's the, the reality of it. The two things you can do, just like we said in 
episode 42, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands, and wash your hands. And while you're washing your hands, sing the happy birthday song to make sure you're getting in the right time length for of 20 seconds for washing your hands. And if you are somebody who sings it real fast or something, you want at least, as Brenda said, 20 seconds. So, Or you can be a little bit paranoid about it and sing happy birthday twice. And um, another, another trick is Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. That also works as well. Um, it's about the same kind of length of time, more or less. So, but you want to do it 20 seconds and you want to do it vigorously. We'll put into the comments for the show a link to a video that has a doctor showing the correct way to wash hands. Because most of us did not learn to wash hands correctly. It's never too late to learn new things. So you can watch the video and see the proper technique for washing your hands. The experts say wash your hands. Yes, there's those sanitizing gels and everything else, but that's like last resort. If you can't get to soap and water and you definitely need to uh, do something to uh, disinfect your hands, then you've got the, the sanitizing gel, but you want to make sure it's alcohol-based and at least 68% alcohol at that. Otherwise, it's just a waste of money and time. So that's number one. The second thing is what they call social distancing. And we talked about that a little bit in 42. And just in plain English, it means don't go to places where you think infected people are going to be around, especially if you're one of the risk groups. And the two large risk groups are, or two main risk groups rather, are folks who are over 60 years of age, that's risk group number one. Doesn't matter what kind of health you're in. Yeah, you young folks out there that are over 60. <laughs> if you're over 60, that's a risk group number one. You want to really not catch this because all the, the data shows that um, um, even if you recover, you're going to have a, somewhat of a hard time. And then the second risk group is folks who have underlying health problems, pre-existing conditions. And specifically, because a lot of people don't define what they mean by that, we're talking, you've got diabetes, either type 1 or type 2, or um, high blood pressure, hypertension, etc. And borderline, not borderline, really in the red with it. You're in that risk category, so be careful. And also, if, you're, if you've got a suppressed immune system for one reason or another, say you just got a... Um, uh, some sort of transplant or you're taking some sort of steroids or like that are suppressing your immune system or for whatever the reason you're in that risk group you want to do social distancing meaning try and avoid large crowds gathering where the virus may be lingering and people may be infected but they don't know because they're asymptomatic otherwise known as they're not exhibiting symptoms. Maybe they've just got infected, but they're contagious. Or a lot of people get it, but it's so minor, they don't get any, even any, they don't exhibit any of the, the symptoms. And as you probably heard people say, um, you're not going to want to stay away from large crowds if you can help it or if you can't help it. I mean, you just got to go to a particular event for one reason or another. Just make sure you don't hang around people that are coughing. Keep your distance. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. And yeah, right. You know, wedding, something like that. Graduation, you know, child, grandchild. I mean, once in a lifetime kind of events, you're not going to stay away. If they're not canceled, they're not going to stay away. But do some common sense things. 
So again, common sense rules apply. And listen to episode 42 because we go into all sorts of details. And the only other thing I'll bring up about this and then we'll, we'll move on is in episode 42, I mentioned a uh, app, a web app that two um, French gentlemen put together um, and in connection with or conjunction with all sorts of data come from who and everywhere else, and that John Hopkins had an internal system, they said that one would find it checked out. Well, John Hopkins, in the last couple of weeks or so, last two weeks, they released their dashboard, as they call it, real-time, but I would say near-real-time dashboard, to the public. And we'll have a link for that out there as well, and we'll talk about that in a future episode. The whole reason for this is you can get real data from these, real numbers, and also, if you need to travel, you one of the great things you can do with either one of these, but the dashboard makes it very simple. If you've got to travel to, you know, um, some city, we won't pick on anybody, you can, with this dashboard, double-click, drill down, and look at the map and see, are there people infected, what are the number of cases, how many people recovered, and, and literally, what area of town is this happening in? So you can make a decision as to, should I travel there, not travel there, versus, you know, just basing it off of fear. So I, there are reasons why we, we mention these apps and other sources, because, again, the news presenters and everybody else, a lot of, they don't have time to get into a lot of these details, and in a lot of cases they don't know these details, because they're, they're looking at all sorts of stuff. Here's this fire, here's this political corruption scandal going on, yada, yada, yada. So that's a little of something that we thought you should know about COVID-19. So, um, like David said, check it out, episode 42, and what we also will have posted on uh, the link for um, this episode number 43 of our podcast. Now, David, what else are we going to talk about that we want people to know about? What are we going to cover in episode 43? We are going to talk about an uh, upcoming event here in Southwest Ohio, and that is a Black Women's Book Expo. Hopefully, if people are in the area, they'll be able to check that out, so we'll talk more about that. So, are you saying this is an opportunity to get your read on? Um, absolutely. All right. And that's always a good thing. As you would say, I'm surprised you didn't write then. Reading is fundamental. Yes, don't start doing the reading rainbow song, please. Okay. All right. Um, so we'll talk about that. Um, the other thing is another hot trending topic uh, is voting. And it's a segment that Brenda and I like to call Your Vote Counts. And we will be covering that subject. And I'll just leave it at that. And that is our show. So when we talk about the reading, I'm not reading, but um, getting out to vote, mm -hmm. are you yes. going to get into a little bit of school house oh, rock? Uh, see, that was going to be a surprise for people a little bit. but All right. Forget it, you heard me say that. It, well, Rewind. Well, it's not schoolhouse rock. That's a little too old school for people. But So we're going we're gonna to do schoolhouse rock. Um, Modern day. Yeah, 21st century style. Okay, all so. right. Then we won't say any more about yeah. that. All right, I'll be Secret. quiet. All right. Okay. That's the show. All right, then. Sounds like we have 
another interesting, exciting this and that with David and Brenda. So why don't we go ahead and get started? You are now listening to This and That with David and Brenda. David, did you know that March is Women's History Month? I actually did know that. Well, did you know that there are events going on all across America and even here in Southwest Ohio to um, celebrate that fact? That I didn't know. Well, you know, um, because we are having events going on in Southwest Ohio, we're going to talk today with Jan Michelle Lemon Kearney and Linda Wright about an event that's going to be going on in Cincinnati. So we have on the phone, joining us in Podcastland Studio, Jan Michelle and Linda. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So exciting. So, it's so great to get a chance to talk about this great event. Absolutely. So um, what, what exactly is the event? When is it going to start? If you could just give us some basic info and um, as well as our listeners. Okay. Well, Morgan Owens, whose brand is Pretty Professional, or I'm sorry, Professional Pretty, uh, came to me and said, let's do a book fair together highlighting black women authors and having workshops for everybody about, you know, how to write a book, how to publish a book, um, how to go on a tour with your book, why book clubs are so important. And so I said, oh, the Cincinnati Herald, that is right down our alley. We would love that. And so we joined together, and we are having the Black Women Authors Book Club, and it's, I'm sorry, Book Fair, and it's Saturday, March 14th from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. at the Kennedy Heights Art Center Annex. And um, that's the big, colorful building at 6620 Montgomery Road. Admission to the fair uh, is totally free. Admissions to the workshops, all free. And we have some really, really great speakers. Now, did Uh, you, Jay Michelle, did you say totally free? It's totally free for all attendees. Now, there's a fee for the authors and a fee for vendors. We have vendors there as well. But for the general public coming in to listen to the workshops, to, to browse the books, what, you know, to look at the vendor booths, whatever they want to do, it's free to the public. And it's from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturday, March 14th at 6620 Montgomery Road. Um, right there at the Kennedy Heights Art Center Annex. Now that is really awesome. Oh yeah, it's going to be exciting. Do you want me to tell you about all the great workshops we have? We have some. Really oh, absolutely, awesome yes. Yeah, and I think to be able to come and and um, partake of their knowledge and to ask questions and meet them at no charge is just you know fantastic, and we're so grateful to them. So um, starting with Sharon Draper. Um, I don't know how many books she's published. I mean, a ton. You know, uh, she is just excellent. She used to be a teacher at Walnut Hills High School, and she was known for the Draper paper. Um, she went to national prominence when uh, President Bill Clinton awarded her with the National Teacher of the Year Award. And um, she is just a fantastic author. She's written 
so many books, and just you know, she's really, really well known. So she's she's an internationally known author, and to have her to come and talk about writing and getting your thoughts on paper and how to get your book. A lot of people have a book in them. They don't really know how to get it out. And so she's going to talk a lot about that process. Um, and then we have um, Annie Ruth, who's going to talk about the process of getting published. Some people self-publish. Some people go through an agent. I mean, there are pros and cons of all of it. Um, but she's going to let people know what resources they go to, how to get that process started. We have our own Linda Wright, and I'm going to let Linda Wright talk about her part because Linda is just phenomenal, and uh, Linda is a great writer and a wonderful editor, and she's going to give a workshop as well. So to be able to get Linda to come in and offer this information at no charge is just fantastic. And then we have um, Dr. Anissa Shomo, who's going to talk about the importance of book clubs, you know, why book clubs are so important. Um, Morgan Owens, who's really, it's, it's her company who's sponsoring this book fair, um, is going to talk about taking your book on a national tour. She's in the middle of a national book tour now. Uh, she's going all over the country. Oh, and wow. She's going to talk about, yeah, how to do that and why uh, that is so important. And I hope I'm not leaving anyone out. We've, there are probably a few of Oh, I know. Joy Smith. Oh, my goodness. Smith and Hannon Bookstore. Joy Smith will be there to also uh, talk about books. She has a fantastic bookstore on, um, on Vine Street in the uh, new OTR area. And she, I mean, she has book discussions there and authors coming in. Smith and Hannon is just phenomenal. It used to be in the Freedom Center. And she's a wealth of information. Um, we're also, um, what we decided to do, because there, there are so many authors coming, so we're trying to do little video clips of each of our, our women authors so they can talk about their book, and then we'll post those online so that people can know about their books. They're going to say, you know, what, you know, a little bit about each book. So that's another thing that's, that's going to happen. Oh, that's great. Um, so yeah, it can also go online. Um, it, it's going to be, it's going to be so much fun. Um, uh, Bomani Tayemba, who's having, you know, he does the Black Book Fair and he's doing that in May. And so we'll have information about his book fair coming up. He does like the big book fair. Um, and, you know, he's got some great people coming. So we'll, we'll talk about his book fair as well. As well. Okay, so so this sounds really jam action packed. So you said there are also going to be uh, vendors there, in addition to yes, these speakers. Right. Yeah, we've had vendors who called up. We weren't thinking about vendors at first, but so many called. We're like, sure, that'll be fun. <laughs> you know, you go to a bookstore. You know, right. you buy books, you buy gifts and food, and you know, all kinds of things. So we'll have vendors there. Um, selling uh, things, you know, little gifts and, you know, things that vendors sell, including food. So it'll be a lot of fun. So a little something for your mind, body, and soul. Yes, I love that. That should have been our slogan. Well, feel free to use it. Linda, do you mind talking about your, your workshop? Linda, we're just so excited. Oh, sure. Well, well, thank you so much for those kind words about me. Thank you. I do appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's a great opportunity to talk about, you know, talk about writing and the writing process. Um, and I love this. One of my favorite subjects, I've been involved with a couple Christian book fairs in the in the past, um, 
and um, and I love doing it. And uh, what I'm going to talk about is really how to take your book from a seed of an idea all the way to fruition. And like uh, like Jim Michelle was saying, is that many people have a book inside of them, but they don't know how to get it out. So what I'm going to talk about is what I call literary childbirth. Literary <laughs> childbirth? Childbirth, right. <laughs> Nurturing your book from seed to finished product. And so I'll talk about, you know, pre-pregnancy planning, you know, especially since it's, this is uh, designed for, for women authors, and I thought it would be kind of apropos to talk about pregnancy because many women have experienced that. And, um, you know, many people, when they become a parent, they, they were very deliberate, very very planned. They plan things very well and decide when and everything. Now, some people, uh, it doesn't work kind of like that, but they become parents and they're glad they're parents. But the best way is to plan, to plan. And uh, there's pre-pregnancy things. It's like um, taking um, uh, taking iron and folic acid. That's what they, the doctors tell you to do if you're considering pregnancy. So, in other words, there's things that you need to do before you write your book and decide whether you really are ready to write a book. Then there's different trimesters, you know, at the beginning, you know, what you need to do first, what you need to do second, what you need to do third. And then, you know, when your baby is born, what, you know, your your literary baby, your book, what do you do then in order to, um, you know, to promote just a little bit about that, but mainly how to get your baby from, you know, from an idea to a real, to a book. I love the metaphor. I love that. Yeah, that is, yeah. I think I also agree. It's a great metaphor. Now, let me ask you this, Linda. Um, yeah. Are you going to talk about how to cut the rope at the very end? Let your child spread its wings. Get your child out. Get your child out the house. Right. Well, yeah, well, I tell you, that is something there, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, the idea you really want, yeah, you want your book to not just, you know, kind of hang around or have copies of it hanging around your house. No, you want to get out into the world. Exactly. And purpose. Exactly. Yes, because I think that's one of the first things I ask people. I work with, I'm working on three manuscripts at this moment in different um, kind of uh, parts of being, you know, stages of completion. And I ask people first before they even, if they, people come to me before they write, I say, okay, what's the purpose of this book? Why should it exist in the world, you know? Are you sure there's not something very like it? And that's the kind of thing also royalty publishers ask, royalty publishers ask you if you're trying to get them to, to you know, to pay and, and give you money to, to, uh, to publish, publish a book. They want to know, especially nonfiction, they want to know is there something similar, similar to this? You know, um, you know what? You know what kind? Who's your audience? Uh, who will this? Who will buy this? And I ask them all that, and to really think about it, because it's not. It, I mean, it's a lot of work, and it's a wonderful uh, labor of love. But you have to be prepared for the work, and and maybe some disappointments along the along the way. But just to keep pushing and complete. You know, mm-hmm. nine months is a long time. To carry a child, but you know, yeah. <laughs> but the, but the 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 you know the you know the results, the baby that's born is, is wonderful, and it, I mean it can be a painful process for those of us who had children. We know. Well, that's <laughs> right. And, and and having a baby and a literary childbirth that can be a painful, uh, arduous process too. But it's worth it. 
but it's worth it. I'm, I'm working on a book too. I'm, uh, you know, my daughter and I are working on a book. We've been, been, been doing it slowly but surely, but this is the year to get it done. And it's called Punto. And P-U-N-T-O, and it's a fictionalized account of my mother's life. She had a very interesting life. She lived from 1915 to 2005 and wow. saw so many things change in the world. And uh, and so and it's really her life reads like fiction. Well, it's, and, uh, it's really kind of, yeah, kind, kind of cheating. Don't even have to make up a story. Well, it, it sounds <laughs> like... It's, what is the word? Punto. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk about you. Well, Punto... <laughs> Well, Punto was the nickname her grandfather gave her, uh, Punto. And, like, she was, like, kind of a very independent, very kind of rough and tumble kind of girl uh, that she, would, you know, kind of got into a lot of stuff. And so uh-huh. she was Punto. And I remember visiting down south the first time in the 60s uh, when I was still a child and people would tell me about my mother and how she, how rough she was and how she had to, you know, had to do a lot of things to um, – to, to, to survive because of how she was raised, and was was it a was that famous line? Tell me, I, you know, I had to, all my all my all my years I had to fight, you know, from uh, from right. uh, the color purple. Yeah, and yeah. that sounds like really what my mother had to do. Uh, you know, she was good with a knife, believe it or not, uh, because if someone messed with her, she was ready to mess with them. Well, it, it sounds could, like I wouldn't want to mess with your mom. Yeah, right. Oh no. A Spanish word for uh, for point, and it means like sharp. Like when you say you have to be someplace at oh. like three o'clock sharp, they say um, you know three o'clock in punto. You know, like oh wow, you know, that or means at once, or you know, so there must be um, you know, or it might mean like period. So it it sounds hmm. you know it sounds like really descriptive of her. You know, like that's it. You know, sharp, that's it. Like, yeah. On the dot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my mother even had like a murder mystery in her life, you know, that was kind of the cli- that's the climax of this book. And uh and so, you know, well it's still in the state of becoming, but uh but my daughter and I it's really my daughter's idea. She she I guess she recorded about four different cassette tapes of my mother's life when she was living. She died in two thousand five. But uh and so it's kinda of captured there and it was really her idea. But then, you know, she got busy, you know, with life and her own career, different things, so I've kind of picked it up well this definitely sounds like a book that you're not having any problem getting out of exactly i can't can't wait to actually read about that but on the book it has to get get done this year the baby is going to be born this year we have really delayed childbirth on this but uh (laughs) but it's time for overdue and that's really hard when i know people who have you know babies were overdue like oh when is the baby going to be born so yeah, right. so it's going to be born in 2000, and what is this, 2020, so. Well, <laughs> yeah, but, but enough about Punto. Yeah, so it sounds. Talk about writer's block and things like that. Um, I think, I I believe, I, I can say a little bit about that. I have my little presentation. I've, I've been blessed to get, I have an opportunity to, to, to do a similar presentation a couple of times. Um, but, but yeah, sometimes it is difficult, but I tell you one thing I do talk about, one thing I say is to write every single day, to, to sit down at your computer, even if, and determine you're going to at least spend an hour, even if you just mm-hmm. stare at the screen, uh, at least determine you will sit down and at least, but who's going to sit down and stare at the screen for an hour? So you're going to do something. And, and so that is one way to make your book move ahead. And that's what I, I will, I tell myself that, that's what I'm going to do for, 
2000, yeah. you know, and 20, and I'm going to get my daughter back involved with it. Like, we kind of got a, uh, I'm, I'm better on organization, and I have a step, have like a step sheet of what's going to happen in each chapter and what's going to happen in the whole book. Uh, and, but she's very good on um, dialogue and description because she's more of a poet. My daughter's a poet, and I'm, a, you know, a journalist. And so we kind of works well together. Well, we don't want you to. We don't want you to give away all your tips, Linda. We want to make sure folks, folks make it to the to the the expo. Um, yeah, so that that sounds like a. Come down here about it. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely, um, that that sounds like a, a good session, along with all all the other ones. All the bases are pretty much covered uh, with respect to. Uh, oh, and they will writing. also have 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 light refreshments too. Yeah, complimentary light refreshment. So oh, again, mind, yeah. body, and soul. <laughs> mind, body, yeah. and soul. I love it. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Just you know, informational and fun, and lots of uh, interaction and networking in the in the literary area for for authors and and would be authors and you know people maybe who hadn't thought about writing a book and now realize maybe there's something I should do. Right. So it'll be really it'll be great. Or just people who like to read or need something new for their book club. Now you called this, um, this is called the Black Women's Book Black Expo. Women Authors Book Fair. Okay. Black Women Authors Book Fair. Now, <laughs> is that because um, all of the books are going to be about black women or just because the authors are all black African American? It's because the authors are African-American women. So we're highlighting African-American women authors. Okay. So then that yeah. means, and, and, are you going to have a little of something for everybody, including the guys out there that might want to come to the um, expo or the book yes, fair? Yes, absolutely. So I think, you know, I, I've, I've talked to a few guys who um, are interested in writing. And so I told them, I said, you need to come to some of these workshops. I mean, the the fair is open for everybody. It's open for everyone. So, but I said you need to come to the workshops. And, you know, here, just, just what Linda was saying, no matter, you know, whether you're, you know, black or white or brown or whatever, or male or female, um, what Linda is saying applies to, to all authors. And so that's kind of the oh, yeah. point that everyone can come and listen to the workshops or, like, the whole thing about having a book club or, or how to get published or, you know, how to write, that kind of thing. So that, that's for, I mean, everything is for everyone. It's just that the actual authors who are going to sell their books are black women authors in celebration of Women's um, History Month and also because we just finished Black History Month. So, so that, that's the reason for that. Now, when you talk about networking, um, are, is that just networking amongst uh, authors or are there going to be uh, publishers there as well? Um, I don't think publishers will be there, but who knows? Um, I, so when I said networking, I really was thinking it's a great uh, way to network with authors, authors with each other, and also the public with the authors, so that people get to know each other. Right. Um, they might there might be authors there that they don't know. I'm sure there there will be. Uh, we've invited a lot of a lot of local authors. I mean, Sharon Draper is an international author. Uh, but she's from Cincinnati. Um, Morgan's book is all over the country. But again, she's from Cincinnati. So, um, you know, there are people um, from uh, from Cincinnati, but their their books, many of them are really far-reaching. And yeah. even those who aren't there selling their books, we're hoping they'll come and talk to people. 
people and meet people, and, and so that'll be a lot of fun. Now, will there also be book signings by the authors? Oh, yeah. You know, authors love to do that. <laughs> you know, they love book signings because, oh, yeah, that's that's so much fun because, one, it, it makes it, for me, like whenever I'm giving someone a, a book as a gift, I'm thrilled when the author is there to sign something personal in it because it makes it really extra special. But from the author's point of view, authors like interacting with their readership public, and so that's really fun for them, you know, to talk and, and have and have people ask them questions. So yeah, so that's yeah, all the authors will, will definitely sign their books for people. That'll be great. Make Wonderful. Really now, uh, uh, um, can, can I can I can I say something real quick? Sure. Okay. Well, I was going to say it's a little slight correction on the title. Would you believe the official title is Black Women's Book Expo? Uh, according okay. to our logo and <laughs> Black Women's Book Expo, you know, so yeah, so so I want people don't want people to get confused when they look online. They see it. Oh, it doesn't say book fair. It says book expo. Is that the same book thing? Expo. Yes, it's the same okay. thing. Right. All right. Well, okay. wonderful. That's all I want to say. Thanks okay. for um, right. clearing and, that up. Yeah, there's still room. For, I was going to say there's still there's still room for authors and vendors. Um, they would go to eventbrite.com to sign up. That's only for authors and vendors. And um, as Linda said, look for Black Women's Book Expo. Now, is there a website where people that are not authors or or vendors where they can go and see who's going to be there and what books might be available or anything like that? Yes, there is a website link, and I, I my, and, and Morgan set it up. But my understanding, and Linda, you can correct me, but I think it's Black okay. Women Book um, Expo. I think I think the the name that's the name of the website as well. Okay, now I'm not I'm, I am not familiar with that, but that's that's good to know. Now, is it on the the Herald website by any chance? Right, we have information, and maybe that's the easiest way to get to it um, to go to the CincinnatiHerald.com, and we have a link to the the Black Women Book Expo. All right, okay, and right. that's probably easier. Yeah, or um, you can look up um, Professional Pretty, and there's a link on Morgan's website as well. Now, right. is there a yeah, phone you, number? Google. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it, it's uh, 513-961-3331, and that's the Cincinnati Herald number. Well, what extension should it be, Jan, Michelle? Well, if they call that number, um, someone will pick up. So they can just okay. call that number. If no one answers, leave a message, and we will call you back. Okay. Uh, so now, yeah, 961-3331. Just give us a call. Yeah, 513-961-3331. Now, this is the first time um, you're, you're doing the expo, and I'm sure it's going to be uh, a great success he- hearing all of this. Is this going to become an annual, annual event, or is this a, a one-off event? Yeah, I would love to make it an annual event. Um, and, you know, I'd love to kind of piggyback on Bamani's uh, Black Book Fair. Um, so, I mean, his he's had his book fair around forever, I mean, for years and years and years. And it's wonderful and it's huge. And so maybe there's a way we can partner with him in the future or, you know, he might prefer that we just do it separately. But we would like to continue because it's so important to highlight. It's important to highlight all authors, but it's, you know, this is a special. 
also um, Women's History Month, and so to highlight black women authors, I think is really wonderful. I think it's also great that you're having this in the month of March, which is also National Reading Month. So what's a, a great way to... Um, yeah, it's National Reading Month. Exactly. So, and usually National Reading Month, it's focused more on, um, I guess, children for the most part to make sure that they they read and get to, to learn to love books and all. But it's definitely a, a, a special tie-in, I think, as well. I mean, it's so important for children to read and really learn to, to love reading. Um, and, you know, it happens when, when parents um, and, and friends read to children when they're little. I think that's, that's really important before they can even read. Um, and so that is something we want to encourage. Yeah, right. I know, you know, a lot of parents do that, a lot of, you know, friends and babysitters, but reading the children to get them to love reading is just really, really, really essential. Well, you know how they like to say, reading is fundamental. Reading is <laughs> fundamental, that is right, that is right. <laughs> so, yeah, so absolutely. Absolutely. So you got a little well, bit yeah, going on for your mind, body, and soul. Reading is fundamental. Um, who knows what else we can come up with if we keep talking? <laughs> we keep going, yes. We are experts, I'm telling you. But we do hope people will come out. It's, you know, it's only from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. Again, on Saturday, March 14th at the Kennedy Heights Arts Center Annex. So it's, it's a short period of time. Um, you know, which is good because if people will have other things to do on Saturday, it's not taking up their whole day. Right. Um, and they don't have to come for the whole 9 to 2 period. But um, I do encourage to, for, the, for people to come a little bit, you know, before 11 because that's when these workshops start and they're going to be invaluable. And, you know, it's free. So to hear from, you know, national and international and local authors, I mean, just, you know, you really just can't beat that. Yeah, you that can't beat that. Get that book, give birth to that book, is, is what it was saying. Yes, you definitely so can't beat that. And it's all free yeah. on top of it. It's all free, well, I, yeah. Yeah, I think it's great that um, uh, people will get a chance to meet um, other authors because just like Sharon Draper, she she's published by Simon & Schuster. And she would be, it would be wonderful for a, a kind of a aspiring author to be able to talk to her and say, hey, you know, how did you, how did you manage this? And, right, you exactly. know, and what are some tips? What should I do? What shouldn't I do? Should I get right. an agent? Many people, you know, for fiction, it's pretty well accepted that you need an agent for fi fiction, but nonfiction, not necessarily. So, you know, it'd be wonderful. Simon Schuster, that's wonderful to, to have that. And then I, I like to say about the event, it's like if you, Love reading and you believe in black girl magic. This is the event for you. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so for yeah, those right. that are listening to our podcast, This and That Nation, if you happen to be in Southwest Ohio on March 14th, then you need to drop in on the Black Women's Ex Black Women's Book Expo and um check it out because there's a lot of great activities going on from meeting authors to being able to touch and feel books and um who knows you might even be able to find a gift or two yes absolutely yeah. and again we've been talking with uh jan michelle lemon kearney publisher of the cincinnati herald and co-sponsor of the 
Black Women's Book Expo that's upcoming, as well as Linda Wright, the president of Wright Communications and an author in her own right. So thanks again, ladies, for um, dialing in. Thank you for having us. This was so much fun. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Thank you. It was was lots of fun. Listen to This and That on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other major podcast apps and services. It's March, as you know, Brenda, and given it is 2020, a couple things folks have to look forward to, and it's already started. One is upcoming March Madness, of course, for basketball, NCAA basketball. But there's another kind of madness going on. Yes, that is the uh, election season all across the the country. So... We want to have a little topic that we call Your Vote Counts and discuss voting. Now, to start us off, get us in the proper frame of mind, as I said in the intro, we're going to, some of us grew up with Schoolhouse Rock, and it went through, you know, I'm, I'm just a bill, so on, and uh, the preamble of the Constitution. Oh, my I'm favorite, not going to sing. My favorite is Conjunction Junction. Yes, what's what's your your function, function, yes. In that vein, uh, that's a little too old school for some people. We we found a young man, goes by the name of Yellow Pain, who put out a a song, music video, etc., called My Vote Don't Count, and listen to the words all the way through, and then we're going to come back, and that, that will frame our discussion. This is Yellow Pain, My Vote Don't Count, produced by, well, uh, there's so many people here, produced, etc., directed. I'm going to put this in the comment section on um, our home base of, of SoundCloud, as well as links to the, the, the video and so forth for folks. Because like I said, it would take a while to go through all these different credits. So without further ado, My Vote Don't Count. More than 270, more than enough to become the 44th president of the United States. He will be the first African-American president of the United States. I've been broke all my life, but I kept hope all them nights. You see business in my city? Yeah, they closed all them twice. I was just riding down Salem, all them damn potholes I can't drive. I know y'all can fix it faster, but I know y'all won't try. Don't nobody care about us. And that's why I'm vote. Voted for Obama back in 2012. I remember that's when I had hope. He was saying, yes, we can. And everybody got less food stamps. And when I turned 21, I was still broke. I'd never vote again. I don't think I ever had a president make my life better. Did it out on my own. Ain't no politician ever do a nice gesture. I don't even know the man's name. I ain't never seen him one time ever. Tell me how she gonna help the city. When I'm supposed to do right letters. When I'm supposed to do blame Trump. Everybody I know think the same way. See, 
they don't wanna see us vote, and we never do, so we see the same thing, but all our votes really do count, and they'll never really let it show, so now I'm finna break it down, cause if I don't, you would probably never know, first thing first, you know back in middle school when they told us, it was three branches of the government, we forgot it when we got older, it's the judicial, the legislative, and executive, but all we know is the executive, that's the mayor, or the governor, and the president, now none of them three people make no laws, they just be checking them, the laws come to their desk, and all they do is say no or yes to it, so when the news station tried to tell us that Barack Obama couldn't put us on, we was all salty at Obama when it was the Congress members all along, we gotta focus on the legislative branch, yeah, they the ones that make the laws, yeah, they the ones right how much food stamp money you get on the car, but when people that wanted to help us wanted the job, I know they probably lost, cause we ain't even know their name, we ain't know their face, we ain't know it all, so the Congress or the State House, that's legislative, they make laws, so what we want from the president is what they do, okay y'all, see they election every two years, but we don't never even go to those, the Congress they can raise minimum wage, but we ain't even really know it though, so you know how back in 08, when we all voted for Obama, we was all supposed to go back in 2010 and vote for the Congress, cause they the ones make child support laws, they the ones choose if your kids at school get to eat steak or corn dogs, the state house makes the court calls, so if the country failed, then you can't say it's them, it's your fault, cause y'all ain't know to vote for Congress members that was for y'all, and they don't gotta leave after four years, and we just let them sit, see they don't wanna tell you this, they want you to focus on the president, now the third branch is the judicial, that's judges, they the reason why John Crawford and Trayvon had justice, so when Meek Mill got locked up, it's for popping willies, we blame the judge, and not the city, when they let her get voted in, cause they ain't know who to vote against, imagine life on the other side, roads better, schools better, everybody get their license back, grocery store food better, custody of your kids back, homeless people get new shelters, if we gon' fix the US, we gotta start with them two letters, me and you, somebody told us that the government wanna keep us broke, but the only reason why those people in the government is cause we ain't vote, and I ain't talking about the president, I'm talking about the ones we ain't know, see they was gon' try to keep it low, but it's gon' hurt them when they see the pros. Every time you stay home, someone is making a decision about you, making decisions about the air you breathe, the water you drink, the food your kids eat, and how much money you bring home every two weeks. So every time you sit out an election, every time you don't show up because you think it doesn't matter, someone else is happy that you didn't show up so they can make that decision for you. Vote. I like how they switched that up. And I think did an excellent job of explaining to folks who come up with all sorts of reasons as to why they shouldn't vote, it's a waste of time, and broke it down as to why one should go out and vote, why it's important. Because your vote does count. Exactly. Your voice needs to be heard, and the best way to do that is, or shall I say, one of the ways to do that is to vote at the ballot box. But but not just that. Um, Yellow Pain made it very clear that it's not just about the presidential election. Oh, right. Down balloting, as they say, where you vote for people not just at the presidential spot, but people for your local spots, any kind of state issues that may be happening does happen at the polls. Yeah, but people don't care. They know that, but they didn't care. He broke it down as to, gee, you're complaining about potholes. Potholes are tearing up your car. Well, the president's not going to be able to do anything about that. And in fact, Congress isn't necessarily going to be able to do something about that. But you've got 
you know, city council, aldermen, whatever, that are responsible for that, county commissioners, etc. So you got to get out and vote. If they're not taking care of the, the public needs at your level, you need to go out and vote. Don't like what's happening in, in your courthouse, your district system. Who's the DA? Who are the judges? Got to vote for those people as well. Vote them in, vote them out. So I, I think he did an excellent job of, of, of discussing that, as well as a young lady um, whose name is Desiree Timms, the, the young lady that talked in, in there as well. She's like the co-creator of this whole concept as well. Um, so shout out to both of them. But again, that's really Miss Brenbren in, in mind's key message for this election. It's not, everybody's excited about the presidential election. They want to go out and they want to vote in the primaries and the like. Number one, you got to be registered and you need to find out, are you registered or not? Because there are lots of people who think they're registered and they may have registered. They may have registered back in, say, 2008. Right, but 2012. You may have been they voted for Obama. Off the role. Exactly. There's these purges you might have heard about. What that means is a lot of states enacted laws where they go through and say, if you haven't voted in an election, and they mean any election, you know, dog catcher. They have a dog catcher election. If you don't vote in so many elections, they just snatch you up and delete you out of the rolls. So in some cases, they don't tell you that that's happening. Right, and that's why you should check with your local board of elections and make sure you're still on the rolls. Or there's a there's a URL. I was about to say there's an app for that, and there is probably an app for that as well. Probably. But but there's there there's um, websites and links that you can use to to check on that. And again, we'll put that in the the comment section uh, where you can check that. But as Brenda said, the the best way, the most thorough way is definitely check with your local board of elections. You can, you know, Google it, ask Siri, ask Alexa, find out what the local number is, call them up, find out where they're located, and so on. Now, speaking of um, going to your local polls and voting, we got some key dates coming up that some of the listeners in this and that nation may want to make sure if it's happening in their state that they go vote. Right, and and um, for for our, for our listeners outside the U.S., um, I, I know this is a very U.S.-centric topic, but um, the same applies to your countries as well. But in the U.S., we had what was called Super Tuesday, uh, 14 states plus um, the, the territory of American Samoa, and then quote-unquote Democrats abroad, meaning registered individuals who are registered Democrats, they all who are expats, as it's called, living outside the U.S., they also had a kind of virtual primary. That all happened this past Tuesday. Coming up this coming Tuesday, March 10th, we have um, six states, and those states are um, Idaho, Michigan, Missouri, Mississippi, North Dakota, and Washington State. So that is what they're calling Super Tuesday 2, Super Tuesday Round 2, and so forth. So that's coming up this coming Tuesday, March the 10th. So, um, and there's probably early voting in some or all of those, those states, just like in March 17th, which is, um, there are only three, sta- uh, four states, excuse me, four states, but those are big states, and two of those states are so-called battleground states. Um, Arizona and Florida, those are 
battleground states, so-called, for the presidential election, and Illinois and Ohio. So these are huge, important states. They had demographics all over the place uh, and all of those, and lots of uh, delegates, because that's how this kind of works in the presidential um, primary system. It's not the popular vote. So somebody wins, say, the state of Ohio, but on the Democratic side, how are they apportioning the delegates and all that? And for this discussion, we're not going to get into all that stuff. Maybe we will one day talk about the delegate math and things like that. So what's important is for you to remember your vote counts, get to the polls, and cast your vote. Comments? Send your feedback to this and that at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. We've come to the conclusion of another interesting and exciting edition of This and That with David and Brenda. It is a wrap. It is time to take the episode and upload it to the cloud. You know, folks, we love to talk, so we have another um, edition the next time you hear our voices. So until then, all the best. Stay woke. Peace out. Bye, folks. You have been listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything about anything. This has been hosted by David and Brenda and is presented by AboutGreaterCincinnati.com. Music by Poddington Bear. Please subscribe to our podcast so that you can stay up to date about future episodes. If you have any comments or suggestions about this episode, future episodes, interested in sponsorship and or advertising, please email us at thisandthat at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. All rights reserved. Thank you and all the best.